Welcome to a new episode of the 8 to 5 Multiplier, where I will go through my daily journey through financial freedom while working an 8 to 5 job and raising a family. Your host, Daniel Chang. So this has been in uh, my mind for quite a while. A lot of people, like co-workers, you know, it reached Thursday and you're saying, oh, finally, tomorrow is Friday. You reach Friday and you say, hey, happy Friday, everyone. And you are just basically counting the hours to just get out and start the weekend. But I think there there's more connotation over there of Friday and what's the weekend. Uh, definitely I'm excited for the weekend because that's the time when I spend it with my family. And it has been like five days, basically Monday through Friday, where I have been just going from one place to another, working, trying to do my best, and just seeing my family for a few hours in the morning and nighttime, and that's it. So definitely understand why a lot of people look forward to Friday, and especially the end of Friday, to start the weekend and do their own activities that they've been planning basically from previous week. But what I realized, and I talk about it on my intro episode, is the notation of limited resources. Uh, one of them being time, which at the end of the day, I define it of two resources to be limited, uh, time and money. But at the end, with money, what you're doing is trying to buy out time. So just to put a hypothetical scenario, let's say you become a millionaire, right? And you don't have to work anymore. Now, basically, you free up yourself 10 hours every day, <clears throat> to do something else. That's where I think at the end of the day, it's about time. It's not about money, but money can be a vehicle to give you more time, to buy time in other aspects, right? So going back to that concept of time, when you are working, what I call it the eight to five, because nowadays it's hard to find people who actually works nine to five, and I think more realistically should be something like seven to six. But anyways, working that amount of time, have limited time to do a side business. That's when I feel that actually Friday is my beginning of the week. Uh, Friday is when I'm able to relax. Of course, I want to spend time with my family and that's the main goal. I will say 90% of the weekend is with my family and 10% is side business related because I have to still find time. Uh, Monday through Friday is not enough to build my side business. So I have to dedicate some time on the weekend too. Uh, what I usually try to do it is I wake up a little bit earlier than everyone and start working a little bit 
Uh, same thing at nighttime. After everyone is already sleeping, I try to work for a few hours. And work can be many different type of things. Uh, sometimes it could be just reading a book on self-improvement or watching a video on how to do something or learning uh, new skills, right? Everything that have to do with, hey, there's something else that is not teaching you either at school or they're not teaching you at work that is a fundamental skill to have when you're trying to build a business. That's why I think uh, Friday for me is not the end of the week, it's actually the start of the week. That's when I usually have most of my ideas. That's when I'm able to sit down and look for my entire next week calendar, what I'm planning to achieve next week. What are my goals? I have an entire to-do list and if I don't put it in written form in a piece of paper, I will be just scrambling through everything, trying to figure out what to do first. And then at the end of the day, I don't feel that I accomplished anything. And I feel that there's always a million things to do. So if I don't put it in a piece of paper and prioritize and say, hey, these are the things that are more important. These are the other things that are not important. And I even have another packet of things that, hey, I had this idea, I have this thing, is it worth it pursuing it? Or if it's worth it pursuing it right now, maybe it's worth it pursuing it, but not at this state, maybe like in 10 years from now, or maybe next month, right? So that's where I try to organize, and that's when Friday and the weekend is where I feel more relaxed, where I can plan for the entire week. Even though every day I go and look for the things I'm planning to do at least next day, on the weekend is where I do most of my long-term planning, where I look not just for what's next week, but revise what my, my goals are and what I'm going to be doing towards those goals. Even though it's something that I'm not going to be doing in the current time, let's say next week or next month, but I know it's out there of things that I need to start thinking about it and try to accomplish. And at the end of the day, it's just trying to be organized, trying to be conscious about my time and how to manage everything to purposely go and get my goals. Uh, I think a lot of people say, hey, these are my goals, and they just let life decide how to get those goals. And I think sometimes that may be a little bit wild. Basically, it's almost like playing the lottery, right? It's like, okay, well, I want to be a millionaire. I want to win the lottery. I go and buy the lottery. Now, when I buy the lottery, I don't know if those numbers are going to be the winners or not. I'm basically gambling over there and saying, well, I trust, you know, whoever spirit is over there uh, to win. And there's a winner over there and uh, everything else. But I don't like that idea because... You're always going to be gambling, and I feel you don't have control of what's currently happening to get those goals. And if you are purposely thinking about this is the path that I'm going to be taking to achieve those goals, you will be for sure 
achieving those goals if you are consistent with that path and if you are doing the things right and always looking for, hey, there's there's the place where I want to go, rather than hoping you will arrive there one day. Because that hope may take 20 years or who knows, maybe your entire lifetime. And then when it's too late, you may realize I should have tried at least to go there, but never tried. So that's when I think my Fridays is my starting of the week is when I just try to say, hey, I finished my work, of course, my regular job is the one that pay the bills, still very important income for my family. And definitely without that income, we're not able to even try to achieve the small goals in life and try to even set aside to put as an investment into my knowledge and into my side business. So definitely my regular job is very important. It's something that uh, I have to take it seriously. It's not that, hey, now I have some side business income. I'm going to stop doing my work. Because basically, if that were to be, I'm just replacing one with the other. But my entire income is not going to go up because I'm dedicating less time at work. My basically production at work is going to diminish, which is going to be affected while my side business is going to grow. So at the end of the day, I'm going to kind of break even. And I don't think that's the strategy. The strategy is to keep working, making money to the extent of what I can know right now and have an additional income with my side business, not a replaced income. That's why I never said I want to have a replaced income. I want to have a side business with an additional income to help me relieve that stress and help me achieve those goals uh, that I have in life. And everyone's goals are different. So everyone may have a different perspective and beyond that. But of course, at some point, when that side business have grow to the extent where I can retire my job and grow more my side business, that will be a different stage with different mindset and goals. Uh, right now, we need to understand that, hey, you're not going to be rich the next day, but if I'm consistent on what I'm doing, and I'm learning things through the day, like, for example, in this podcast, when I brainstorm ideas, when I tell you guys what I'm doing today, or what's my plan, or how I overcome an obstacle, because not everything that I'm doing is successful. I have a lot of things that have not been working. Like recently, um, I was trying to do a little bit more advertisement for one of my products that I sell in Amazon. And this is probably the third time I tried a different strategy with Facebook advertisement. 
the first two times I probably spent close to a thousand dollars on advertisement and the return was just a few hundred dollars. So definitely it was not to what I was expecting. I spent more over there. I learned some good lessons from there. So I decided to do it again. Similar thing, didn't have much success. Uh, for these uh, Valentine's Days, uh, I tried to advertise a little bit more to, hey, couples, Valentine's is coming, get this product, give some coupons, etc. And still, I didn't have a good response. I think I spent about $200 and I only got about like $30 on return. But I think that's where it's a learning experience, uh, a learning curve. There's other people who do it once and they understand. And that happens to me, like, for example, coding. I can do it once, I can read it, and it's, like, really easy for me. And I know there's other people that can read it, and it's like, this is a different language. I have no idea what this thing is talking about. So there are certain things that you know what you're good at and you know what you're not good at. I realized that most likely I'm probably not very good at, at Facebook advertisement. So I already tried it. At least I know that I'm not good at. Uh, probably will try it a few more times. There's still a few strategies I would like to try there. But at the end of the day, that's when we go back to time. And time is your limited resource. And I have to figure it out how much to make it very simple and easy to quantify how much is my rate per hour. And if I say, hey, my rate per hour is $1,000 and I'm going to be spending 20 hours to figure out Facebook advertisement. So, well, if I multiply that 20 hours for $1,000, that's my hourly rate, that's going to be $20,000, right? So can I hire someone and cost me less than $20,000 and will give me better results than what I am doing? So that's where I'm trying to reach out and achieve. Of course, it's really hard to tell what's your rate per hour because I could say any number, like as I said right now, $1,000 because I just want to have that value in my life. I value myself to $1,000 per hour. Now, if we look at it from a different perspective, on the same example, 20 hours spent on Facebook, right? Well, if I pay someone, let's say I'm paying the same $20,000, okay? Now I have 20 hours free of my time. With those 20 hours free of my time, I'm, I'm able to make $20,000. Because if I'm not able to make $20,000 with that time that I free up for myself, that means that my rate per hour is not actually $1,000. It's less. So if it's less, why am I going to take out from my savings and my pocket $20,000 to pay someone else when I could do it for cheaper by myself? Because now I know that my rate is not going to be $1,000. It's probably going to be less. And that's the hard part to put it in numbers because I haven't yet figured out what that rate per hour is on my side. It will be nice to have those 20 hours additional 
but I'm not going to be spending those 20 hours to just watch movies in Netflix, right? Those 20 hours have to be representative. You are changing, you're exchanging your 20 hours at $1,000 per hour to someone else who probably will do it for cheaper than that and faster maybe. But if that holds true, you have to be productive at $1,000 per hour during those same 20 hours. And how you're going to be that productive, that's up to everyone's ability to make money on the side. Everything depends on what's your side business. If Let's say, for example, you are selling products, right? Let's say you are direct selling. Maybe you make a few additional phone calls. Maybe those additional phone calls will land you new prospects or will make you new sales, right? Now, here is the other part is the return on investment. Sometimes you may dedicate time to, let's say, for example, hey, I'm going to spend 20 hours to do a webinar and learn how to do a presentation in front of the public, right? That's a skill that takes time and practice. It's not just reading the book, right? You read the book, it gives you techniques. And then probably you watch a video of someone else explaining you. Maybe you even pay a coach to help you later on, and then you have to try it. If you never try it, it doesn't matter how many books you read it. Things There are certain things in life that you have to try it. And let's say in public speaking, you go over there and try it and you go out. And like, for example, myself, I'm trying to build this podcast and maybe later on, I'm going to start doing like some videos and then maybe later on, I'm going to start doing webinars, right? So I'm trying to put myself over there, learning from doing. And that's when you're not going to see any value coming up because no one is probably going to buy your product. No one is going to even know you because you're just starting. You are also learning how to tell good stories to make it more attractive to people. I realize sometimes my podcast can be a little bit boring. So not everyone may be like for an hour or 30 minutes, depending on the podcast, sitting down and listening to me. But that's where I'm trying to right now learn how to better tell a story, how to better do a podcast, how to better speak in front of people. And later on, that investment and time hopefully will pay off and I will start getting that return back. That's why it's really hard to tell, okay, if I'm dedicating 20 hours to self-development, how I can put a number to say, hey, this is my rate per hour. So at some point, you also have to feel what, what you're comfortable with. You could say, hey, I'm going to set aside, just to give a number, $1,000 for personal development. And that's when you're going to say, hey, I know that as an investment, it's going to be a long run, and I'm willing to spend $1,000. I'm comfortable spending $1,000 because if you're not comfortable, I don't think it's going to be worth it. Because you're going to be thinking about, I spend $1,000 and you're not going to give 100% of yourself on the learning process of whatever thing you're trying to achieve or learn. So 
everything depends. There's always a balance in life. There's always a mental state in life that you have to be, you have to make sure that, hey, of course, putting yourself in some discomfort is good because you can try your best and try to achieve that. But everyone's discomfort zone is different. And I don't think that when it's too much will be good. When you have some of that discomfort is good enough. Let's say when I, I remember when we were trying to buy our first home that we said, hey, we're going to basically live on a small apartment. We're going to cook every day, bring lunch and everything. We limited ourselves for almost a year and a half to the minimum. Now, it was a little bit easier because we were just graduated from college and college life, basically, you just live with the minimum. So it wasn't that, hey, I, I was used to spending going out every day because I was already doing the minimum. But we say, hey, even though now we have really good salaries, it was like really nice looking for that huge paycheck versus what I was making when I was in college. But I say, and with my wife, hey, if we're going to be able to save for a year and a half right now, all that savings, we can put it and buy our first home in a year and a half. And I was able to buy our first home basically almost a year and a half after we graduated from college. So, yeah, some discomfort is good to help achieve your goals. But if you go to the extreme, I think will cause you more pain and more stress that you will be focusing your time on that rather than improving on yourself and trying to be better. So that's most of it for this uh, today's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I know that this, this one I kind of ramble everywhere. I was just trying to bring some ideas over there about it's not the timing that you're living in right now. It doesn't matter if it's Monday or it's Friday. Is about what are you doing with your free time? Are you spending it wisely to achieve your goals? So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I uh, hope we can, uh, you can get to hear me tomorrow on the next one, which is going to be a little bit more interesting. I'm going to go a little bit more into my goals and what I, how did basically I started with my business. And what's basically that drives me towards that starting and what I have accomplished so far. So hope you, you enjoy your day and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of the 8 to 5 Multiplier, where I will go through my daily journey to financial freedom while working an 8-to-5 job and raising a family. We'll see you tomorrow.